I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. It's time for the pop culture connoisseurs, a gal and a gay podcast with Kitty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. And Mick. He's the gay of my dreams. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about Mick? You're not in it. Those bitches. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 177 of A Gal and a Gay. We are the pop culture connoisseurs. Welcome. I'm Mick. And I'm Kitty. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're doing a little look back at the best movies of the year since we're almost, 2019's almost over. Yes, we're only actually hours away from the end of 2019. And it's funny when we were going, started to make our list of some of the movies we really enjoyed uh, this year. I was like, wait a minute, that came out this year? Like, I feel like this year has been like, wow. I had to Google a lot because I was like, oh, I saw this movie. And I was like, oh, that that actually came out in 2018. And I didn't see it till this year. So, yeah. So, So that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Exactly. So, yeah, there was a lot of that uh, for me. Because I don't go to the movies as often as I uh, uh, used to or I like. So, and I watch a lot more TV than I do movies. So, um, yeah. But there, there are a lot of movies that are just on the streaming platforms, which we're yeah. not, we're not talking about today. These, the movies yeah. we're talking about today are ones that were, that had a theatrical release. Yes. But there, there was a marriage story, which I do have on my, my Netflix uh, watch list. Yes, I do uh, too. I've not watched it yet. It was released about the same time that it was released on Netflix as it was in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like we're going to see a lot more of that. Where, I think you're right. Yeah, for sure. But then it's going to be on the, the theater owners and movie chains to try and figure out how to get audiences in the seat. And I will tell you that we did go and see... So I, I've watched Knives Out twice, three times. No, twice. I'm only seeing it twice. And I took... Uh, we took my mother-in-law and mm-hmm. my brother-in-law and it was a terrible movie going experience because of um, of a certain gentleman who was moved around the auditorium three times. It was a small auditorium because Knives Out has been out for a month. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know if he was drunk uh, he was an older fella and just talked through the entire movie. Entire movie. There, uh, three people left and got refunds. I went, finally, wow. finally I went and got the manager. And by that time, I mean, the movie was probably, I don't know, at least halfway over. Um, it was a terrible, terrible experience. And this was not at Alamo. Alamo would have kicked them out. This was right, an AMC. Did the guys get kicked out at all? Nope. Nope. Oh, my God. So, and of course, by the time I went and got the manager, the manager stood there on along the wall for the longest time. So this guy knew he was getting kicked out. And his wife, I believe it was his wife who was with him, 
Um, you know, she kept telling him to be quiet. And I don't know if it was a situation where he couldn't hear, but it was terrible. He should not have been, they should not no. have been allowed to stay in the movies. No. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's the only thing, like, there are times where I'm like, I would rather, I love, I yeah. love going to the movies. Yes. But it's always the audience that will ruin yes. it for me. Absolutely. Yes. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Understand. So, yeah. Yep. And Alamo, I remember when Alamo arrived in Kansas City, and you were familiar with Alamo being from Texas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, can't text. What? I can't believe this. This is going to, I love Alamo. I know. And I I don't understand why more theaters don't adopt that. I mean, it should be a zero tolerance policy. Mm -hmm. If you can't put your phone away for two hours, don't go to the movies. Right. Or if you can't be, stop being obnoxious and talking through the whole thing. There's There's a difference between reacting and sort of a little bit of chit chat, you know, right. oh, did you see that, whatever, but yeah. to constantly be talking and reacting all yeah. the time. Yeah. I just, that, that should be unacceptable. And yeah, I agree. And this was Christmas Eve. I think it was, no, it wasn't Christmas Eve. It was <laughs> a couple of days before Christmas. So, I mean, the JV squad was working at this AMC yeah. um, in Kansas city. So it was just like, you know, they don't really care. Well, um, I mean, having been a uh, theater employee when I was a teenager, I completely understand. You get paid nothing and you yeah. are forced to do some really terrible, you know, just you just you have to work with the general public, which is never, never enjoyable for yeah. the most part because people are awful to service people, especially teenagers at movie theaters. You know, so like I understand there's going to be a general apathy about everything because there's no incentive to really care. You're yeah. just getting paid So, <laughs> but this is an industry that I believe uh, some of these bigger chains, and we saw Knives Out at a local smaller chain, Screen mm-hmm. Land, which we yeah. love. Screen Amazing. so much, and it was such a great movie going experience. And then this was yeah. just awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. We learned our lesson from that anyway. But anyway, That's there were some, the, yeah. yeah, there were uh, some really good movies uh, this year. Yes. Um, and there were a couple bad ones. Uh, the one that we will not be talking about on this list will be Star Wars at all. Um, because Kitty hasn't seen it. This is, this is an excuse seen, I'm giving. Right. Kitty hasn't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to uh, yes. soon. So. Yeah, and we'll do a podcast just, just about The Rise yeah. of Skywalker. and and all that but we have seen some really good movies i think so i mean there's i there have been really great movies this year and like i said i haven't seen all of them um but of the ones i have seen i think there were several that are very good so yeah. kind of compiled a list of of uh uh i's favorite movies of 2019 and there's you know they're kind of in not any particular order at least for me but yeah, yeah. We d- I didn't place them in yeah. order as well. It's just kind of like just going through the movies that I know that we'd seen that, that yeah. really kind of stuck with us. So uh, yeah. tell me one of yours. That you really uh, so one that I actually just recently watched, um, I rented on iTunes, was Ready or Not. And this came out two or three months ago, I think, and it just came available to rent, uh, download and that sort of thing. Um, and it was so enjoyable it was i i really didn't know much about it i've, I've heard some good things about it but it's a 
it was it's kind of it's kind of a comedy horror slash thriller and it's it's really enjoyable totally enjoyable good have you have you heard of anything about it ready or I not have, i have not where uh what did you watch it on i watched it on itunes oh really and it's it's kind of a smaller film and it has samara we- uh, weaving who is hugo weaving's um niece oh, oh, um really? adam brody um and it's a very smaller film but it's <clears throat> it's about a I'll read the synopsis from IMDb, but it says a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. And that's, I mean, that is a good synopsis, but it's, it's actually very funny and kind of campy. And um, it was a delightful film. It was, it, it's kind of gory. So if you don't like gore, I mean, it is kind of in that horror genre where there's going to be some gory parts, but it's funny. So okay. I highly recommend it. I was really just blown away at how enjoyable it was really enjoyed it. So. Hmm. And Ryan Murphy, was one of the writers oh well then that makes a lot of sense i did not know that so uh, yeah like i said it was just so um totally enjoyable but now that i know ryan murphy was involved it definitely has that ryan murphy feel to it kind of a american horror story yeah a little bit but way it's not so much there's not a lot of emphasis on the horror but i don't know i explained it it's just a fun Hmm. it's just a fun movie totally recommend so all right blinded by the light you watched it you rented it on itunes yes ready or not is what it's called or not okay yeah perfect uh the one that i really enjoyed we actually saw in the theater this summer yes blinded by the light Mm -hmm. uh it's it's set in the 80s and it's all about um the music of Bruce Springsteen. And this is a based on a true story mm-hmm. of, uh, of a family and a kid in this family from uh, England and Bruce Springsteen's music just really touched him. And it, it's just, it has a, such a great message. Such a great and message. It's yeah. funny how even the themes from the 1980s, from bullying to racism, mm-hmm. how it's still still so topical today. Right. Unfortunately. Exactly. Unfortunately, exactly. So, yeah, it was a really, just a really, like, heartwarming, creative film. Um, the way that they incorporated some of the music and just how it uh, in impacted his life and and that sort of thing it was just really it's just a really good heartwarming story so if you haven't watched it highly recommend it because it's just, it'll just make you feel good mm-hmm. so, yeah. and i and i love just the storytelling <laughs> aspect of this film because it takes parts of lyrics from springsteen songs and they play them on screen they incorporate it with what you're seeing and mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it's not a it's not a musical, but it is it takes these musical elements and incorporates it into the mind of what's of uh, of this teenager. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's highly enjoyable. I I remember we saw the the trailer like, hey, let's check this out. Why not? Mm-hmm. And it was just like it was it was a surprise. And I and I love those kind of movies where it's like Me you don't too. Really know too much about it. Yeah. The trailer kind of, you know, kind of speaks to you a little bit. And then you go in and you're like, holy cow, I'm so glad I didn't like read up on this because I might not have seen it because right. I might have felt that it was going to be too heavy of a message. Because mm-hmm. there are a couple of moments that are 
um, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And absolutely. to know that this actually happened, yeah. that, you know, that's kind of what makes it even more of a, the situation even worse, but. Yeah, exactly. But and it, it was, it was just, it was just very good. And you're right. I probably wouldn't have gone and seen it. I probably would have watched it um, like at home eventually, but I'm glad we went and saw it together too. It was a lot of, it was just, it's just really an enjoyable film. And I've told everybody I know to go see it too, because it was that good to me. So. And it was one of those, it was fun to talk about. After. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's another reason I love going to the movies just because it's like, yeah. it sometimes can create that conversation and it, yeah, it, it was highly, highly recommended. It was very enjoyable. Absolutely. Another musical movie that you and I both enjoyed about a famous musician, I suppose. Well, there's a couple on this list. Yeah, there's a, on this there's list, a couple we'll on talk about Rocket Man. I'm talking about Rocket Man, um, oh. which is it, just another highly enjoyable film. Not totally not what I expected, and so just blown away at how good Taron Edgerton is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one, and this one is definitely a musical. It's funny because Bohemian Rhapsody, which is also on our list, mm-hmm. it came out um, before this, and I didn't feel like the trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody matched the movie. And the same can be said for Rocket Man. So Bohemian Rhapsody, the trailer made you think it was a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ended up not being a musical. The film ended up not being anywhere even resembling a musical, except no. there was music in it that they were yes. singing in you know, their concerts and stuff. But Rocket Man was the complete opposite. The trailer doesn't make you think Absolutely. it's a musical. It makes you think it's more like Bohemian Rhapsody. And then you get in there and you're like, this is a musical. Right. This is what's inside Elton John's head. And it, I, yes. I thought it was brilliant. But it's funny. I, I know a few people that didn't like it as much because they were expecting it to be like Bohemian Rhapsody. Be more like a bio, bio film than a musical. I get yeah. it. I mean, yeah, because the, the trailers in no way made it seem like it was going to be a musical with singing and dancing. And, uh, but like... I was so surprised at how good it was. It's, I mean, it was definitely not what I expected, but blown away. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. And Richard Madden is in it. <laughs> yeah. Sing. Oh my gosh, that duet between him oh my God. and, and Taryn Edgerson, it is fantastic. And Bryce Dallas Howard too, very surprising, was not expecting, I didn't know she could sing and she was really good in it. Like it was just, so enjoyable and i say again taryn edgerton just Mm -hmm. blew me away yeah he was so good and he and this and this movie actually is up for a couple of awards i know i think it uh golden 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 Globes. Globes. yeah i truly i do hope that you know i do think he got nominated i cannot remember he did Um, he did get nominated yeah i truly hope that they get some oscar love too because i do i think it was a really great performance yeah yeah Okay, so we did mention Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody also makes our list as well. It uh, was, it, I mean, it was great too in its, its yeah. own way. Its own way, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Rami, 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 Rami Malik? Rami, Rami. Rami, Rami Malik. Uh, <laughs> he's so, he's so he convincing as Freddie yes, Mercury. Absolutely. He, he did a phenomenal job. And, and I do like the way they incorporated the music into the, into the movie. Um, completely different way than Rocket Man, but 
you know, in, in learning more about Freddie Mercury, I guess, you know, I didn't really know everything about him. So just learning more about him and the band. Um, I just, yeah, I really, I really did enjoy it. I think it was a great, a great, um, homage to Queen and Freddie mm-hmm. Mercury. Yeah. So. And there were a lot of people criticized this film because it, it didn't, they thought it should have played up, um, his gay relationships mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, they felt like it kind of hid the, uh, kind of the the times in his life when you know Freddie would had kind of lost kind of all control and he was just randomly hooking up mm-hmm. with guys left and right in bathrooms and things like that um i thought it i thought it kind of portrayed it i mean it didn't necessarily you know i i guess you it didn't just come right out and like slap me in the face with it like right. you know, this is all you know he's doing this left and right um, but I thought it was enough to kind of like you, what you said, it, yeah. it got me interested enough to be like, okay, I need to learn a little bit more about, right. um, this, uh, band, but also about this incredible lead singer and the impact that he has made on, on music. Mm-hmm. And I also liked this one because of the bandmates. And yes. the relationship, it was believable. It made sense. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of, they were there with him on this crazy ride. And I, I liked, and I, I got, we have to mention that Mike Myers is in this. Yes. I knew Mike Myers was in this. And even after watching the movie, I was like, who, who did Mike Myers play? Because <laughs> he was just so good. Like he was just not the, you know, Yeah, I, I, I didn't recognize him. I yeah. thought, he didn't have a huge role in the movie, but it is, yeah. I thought, kind of, kind of a fun. It was a, it, it was a fun scene, fun yes. couple scenes with with his character. Who he plays Ray Foster, so. But. Yeah, I mean, just an, another great, great movie. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely go see that one too. Yeah. So. What's another one that that uh, that you really liked? Um, I really loved Ford versus Ferrari and that came out about a month ago and we've talked about this on the podcast before, I believe. But um, again, that was another movie that I went into not really knowing much about it and was completely uh, surprised and, and, and excited for it. I mean, it was just, it was just a really good movie. I think it's just another one of those, you know, here's a, here's a little story from history. Most people don't know about and it was kind of inspiring. And like I said, Christian Bale, uh, was fa- hands down the like the best of part of that movie, and he did get nominated for uh, Golden Globe for it. But I, I, I highly recommend it. Like I said, it, it's not it's not just for people who are car fans. I don't care about cars. I mean, I have a car. That's all I need. <laughs> like I don't care <laughs> if it's a Ferrari, uh, you know. Um, and I don't care about racing. But this movie is it. It's more. It's it's not just about that. It's really good. So. Yeah. And it's, you know, we've talked about this, but also uh, someone brought it up just the other day about movies that they really enjoyed this fall. And someone else said, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. And they, they really appreciated the chemistry and yes. between Matt Damon and Kristen ba- Christian Bale. Yeah, they had great chemistry and they're, they're, I, they have great chemistry. And I think those two on screen together, I mean, I think that was a good choice. Matt, they're both fantastic actors, uh, but together they really... And there's a lot of 
smaller actors in this film too, um, who are part of the ensemble, who are great too. And just, it's a very enjoyable film. So it, is it funny at all or is it more just drama? There or? are funny moments. Uh, Christian Bale especially has some really funny moments, um, but there are some drama, but it's uh, just kind of an inspiring, it's like, I want to describe it as one of those inspiring sports films, you know, but uh, it's, it's kind of in that vein, um, but it is funny and there are, are funny moments. So it's not all depressing, um, but there are some dark twists that really are sad, but it yeah. is. Hmm. Anyway, so kind of a, how the way you described that film was mm-hmm. kind of the way I would describe Hustlers, the yeah. one that came out with uh, J Lo and Constance Wu, mm-hmm. and um, who else is in it? Julia Stiles. Um, there are a couple other big names in there. Lily Reinhart. Lily, Lily Reinhart was in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was good. Cardi B makes an appearance. Lizzo uh, oh. shows up. And this was this is also one that was inspired uh, by a true story about a, a New York Magazine article that went viral, and it kind of talks about what happens to this group of strip club employees um, once the 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 market crashed in two thousand and eight, and how they were able to survive, and they kind of basically turned the tables on. Um, some of their asshole Wall Street clients. Um, hmm. It's definitely um, one of those movies that that is, is funny, but also you're you're rooting for these people who are definitely breaking the law. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 fun to watch. It's definitely fun to watch. I I, I have a, my cousin over Christmas. We were talking about movies we just saw, and we're talking about. And she told me about Hustlers, and she's like, "I really liked it." So I will have to link, check it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's good. It I know you will you will definitely enjoy it just because it it's J Lo is so good, and Constance Wu is great too. She's so great, yeah. Um, and I know that. She kind of has a reputation right now for being difficult uh-huh. to work with, but the relationship between her character and JLo's character, it's very believable. And they have a really good, really good chemistry um, in the film that, that it was kind of, it's sort of a make it or break it. I think if it's, if it's not, if it's not, a, not believable, this film would have been very flat. Um, but it's it's fun to watch, and again, kind of to know that it, it this is something that that it's based on a true story mm-hmm. uh, is even better. Because again, after this, and I didn't know too much going into it, it's like, oh, is this going to be a strip movie? Like, mm-hmm. who's getting naked? You know, whatever. Um, but afterwards, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to go back and do a little research. I want to know a little bit more about this character and how this went down, and and what role they played in the the scripts and bringing it to the screen. So some, there's some really good articles out there and obviously it's inspired by an article from New York magazine. So yeah. it's, it's available. Um, okay. as well. So All right. well, it's definitely on my list to see. So okay. that's good to know. Uh, and you never did see Joker, right? I never have. No, not yet. Again, that's another one I'd probably watch uh, when it's available to rent. So I included this on our top movies of 2019. Uh, it is one of those films that I don't know if I can go back and watch again. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty brutal. It's very brutal. 
Um, but after reading a little bit more, um, after reading a little bit more about where the director, Todd Phillips, said, like the way he described it a little bit, because there are a couple scenes that really make you wonder, because this movie is all about uh, Arthur, Arthur Fleck, and he eventually be, turns into the, into the Joker. <laughs> and there are parts of the film, the way that it is put together, where is this happening inside Arthur's head or is this actually happening? And so sometimes you're not really sure exactly, um, which makes it very intriguing to watch. Uh, but there is one scene that, uh, that, I mean, you're not, you're supposed to, you're supposed to feel for this character, but also he's a killer as well. Mm -hmm. And he inspires other people to kill. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, he's an anti-hero, but like, you know, parts of the time, sometimes when I was watching it, I was like, should we, do we really need this movie? And yeah world today do we really yeah. need this mm -hmm. um but i think it, the the bigger the bigger message is just to kind of about mental illness and as a society we're still not mm -hmm. able to really help people who have literally no resources mm -hmm. and that part is what's hard to watch and I would say that if, and, and they are planning to make a sequel now from what, everything I've read, um, it only makes sense because they're, you know, they, they bring in Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and it's an interesting twist on the story, which, you know, we've talked about before watching The Dark Knight and the, you know, the new Batman v Superman and, and all that that it's like, if I have to watch Bruce Wayne's origin story. Seriously. One I mean, more time. It, yeah. I, I don't know how many more times we need to see this happening. And then, right. so the, this movie definitely puts an interesting twist on the whole thing. Okay. And it will be interesting to see where they go from here. Overall, it was very well done. It's more of an independent. It, mm -hmm. it, it has that feel of an independent movie which it's not this big superhero, big budget movie, which that's kind of why I really appreciate it. And Robert De Niro also, I want, I mean, obviously Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic in this movie, but uh, Robert De Niro as Murray Franklin, this kind of like David Letterman sort of character mm, okay. is very good. Oh, and Frances Conroy's in it. Oh, I love her. Oh my, she's uh, Arthur Fleck's mom. Okay. She, she is incredible. incredible. Okay. Well, I mean, and it was one of the most anticipated films of the year, I would say, and it did very well um, when it came out. So it definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I guess we can kind of move into uh, superhero stuff now. So yeah, there's a few. <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme here. So did you ever see Shazam? No, I haven't yet, but I want to. It was very... It surprised me in a great way. That's I, what I hear people tell me is that it's surprising. <laughs> I, I, first off, I love Zachary Levi. Love I love him. him. Exactly. Love him. I just haven't gotten around to seeing Shazam yet. But. 
And this is one of those films where I went into it not knowing much about Shazam, the character, the, the whole comic series. And I came out of the theater as a huge fan and wanting more of, uh, of this world that they created in it. I, there, there are some issues I have with the film just from the mm -hmm. villain standpoint. It seemed a little bit more the way that it was structured, a little bit more like why are we spending too, we're spending way too much time with the villain instead of we need to pay attention to the story here mm -hmm. of Shazam and it uh, and Billy Batson and just the, the, the foster, the, the foster care system part of it really surprised me. And I'm like, this is such, says such a great message. And it's one that, you know, it's a fun movie. It's one of the best DC movies that uh, DC has produced in the last couple of years. Um, and I know, I know you will, you will really, really like this. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm almost certain I will like it. I just have not gotten around to seeing it. And I think it's on HBO now. So I might have to go watch it eventually. Yeah. So, you should. Um, of course, we can't not mention Avengers Endgame, which is arguably the biggest movie of 2019. Um, and it, it was, it was good. I mean, it's, it's the epic conclusion to years of build up to this. So, I mean, it was a very uh, good conclusion. I think there are, I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about the ending. <laughs> um, but after seeing it uh, a few more times, I've come to more terms with it. Um, but I mean, yeah, in-game. And I liked Infinity War better, but in-game was, was good. But, you know, I still am not... I still don't think I'm really happy with what they did with the Black Widow with uh, Natasha. So we'll see if they redeem, yeah. redeem themselves with her movie. <laughs> yep when we talked about that in a previous podcast yeah so, exactly i agree and i will i can say now that <clears throat> i i shed the i did have a few tears at the end of endgame absolutely and i can say i did not have one during <laughs> the rise of skywalker well <laughs> not one not one not one. Well, and I am obviously way more, and we're not going to go down this path. I'm sorry to bring it up, but I just wanted to say that Endgame is on our list because it emotionally yes. connected with me yes. in the way they in the way they ended the story, and it got me. Right, and it, I mean, and it, and it is it was a I think a very good conclusion to every to the whole marvel thing you know up until this point mcu and in the avengers and and this this phase i think it they i think it was great you know it was a really great epic film um and there were great moments and i had tears too um mm -hmm. but yeah there's there's a couple of things i'm just still not iffy about but yeah overall i mean it, i think it lived up to the hype for sure yeah there's another movie that's on our <laughs> list that also lived up to the hype and that was toy story 4 mm -hmm. we didn't Ever, I mean, I remember before seeing this movie, and everyone was talking about this. Why do we need Toy Story Four? Toy right. Story Three wrapped it up. This was, you know, a great way to end it. But they really surprised us with Toy Story Four, and I thought it was very enjoyable. This, this deserved a theatrical release. Um, you know, Jordan Peele was in it. Um, Keegan Michael Key playing Ducky. 
they were so funny. Um, and Keanu Reeves is in, I mean, they did a very good job. And obviously Bo Peep is back uh, mm -hmm. and they did explain uh, her absence in the last, in the last movie. It was, it was very well done. And I, and I, I'm afraid to know if they're going to try and do another one, but if this was yeah. it, if Disney was breaking the trilogy trend uh, with, you know, four movies, I think this was the way to do it. I, I, yeah. I loved how um, they kind of took everything out of the house and kind of put them on in a little on an adventure and an adventure that was fun to be on. And one that I think really kind of made sense the way okay. they told it. Well, I have not seen it yet, but um, I'm sure I will eventually. And I know I'm going to cry. So, cause Toy Story 3 was emotional. Oh, <laughs> like, so. It was, it was. Uh. So anyway, that makes the list. And the, the last movie I think we have on here, uh, and, and this one is one, not one you've seen, but is Knives Out. Uh -huh. Which is, I'm, still, I'm dying to see it. I just haven't seen it yet. So it is so good. It I know. is so good. And I will say Ryan Johnson has redeemed himself from The Last Jedi. And he needs to stick with original screenplays because he is fantastic at this. It, yes. It, it is so so good. Um, I mean, besides the script, the casting, everything. It is, it's definitely worth it. I've, again, I've seen it twice. So, well, I definitely will want, I'll see it eventually. So, uh, yeah, anyway. But it's, it's, it's a very, it's a fun movie going experience. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is just, she is great. Obviously, you know, uh, Chris Evans is great Anna de Armas, mm -hmm. who is definitely an up and comer uh Michael Shannon Tony Collette uh, the the casting is is perfect I love her oh, God, I love her yeah she's so good and Daniel Craig I have to I have to yeah. definitely mention Daniel Craig as well um so yep anyway so those yeah. those those are, those are our top movies but we we have a couple we have a few honorable mentions we can we can talk about yeah yeah let's do it uh, um back to the superhero this one kind of turned superheroes on her head but brightburn which is essentially evil superman but um it was really enjoyable i mean it 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 follows all the superhero uh tropes in that but it's you know <laughs> what happens if the superhero embraces the evil side instead of trying to be good and it, i mean it's it's gory um but it was it's kind of like it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun it was way better than i expected it to be so if you like horror and kind of comedy, um, definitely check out Brightburn. Yeah. So, and Dude. then there's one more I want to talk about. Okay. What is it? Um, that I just watched on Disney Plus. It's a Disney Plus original movie. So maybe this doesn't exactly count, but I want people to see this movie. Uh, but it's called T Togo. And I, have you ever seen the movie, the anime movie Balto? It's about the, no. Okay. This might have been. You you might have been a little too old when that movie came out, a little older, okay. um, but it's something I watched as a kid, but it's about in 1925, there was this diphtheria outbreak, and this is a true story, there's a diphtheria outbreak in Nome, Alaska, and they had to use sled dogs to go and get um, medicine oh. for these kids. Yep. And Balto is, that's the cartoons about that, but, and, well, uh, but 
Togo is about the actual, like the true story. Like Balto and his handler got all the credit at the end because they were the last sled team to bring the, bring the medicine through town. But Togo and his handler are the ones, are the true heroes of this because they, they, they traveled like 250 miles like before. Hmm. Anyway, it's just, it's very good. Uh, Willem Dafoe's in this. And there's a lot of cute husky puppies, and it's just one of those films where it's you know just like, it's it's just one of those feel good movies. I like the. Sorry, I knocked my microphone over. I apologize. Anyway, it's it's true story, and it's just uplifting and heroic. And you know, if you're a pet lover, it'll get you because the dogs are just cute, and it's about you know loyalty and how dogs just love you, and they're gonna do whatever they what you know whatever they can for you. And just, anyway, I was weeping at the end of this. So, wow. But very good. <clears throat> so Togo, definitely check it out. Okay. It's a good family film. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the, another honorable mention that I wanted to uh, touch on was bombshell. Uh, mm-hmm. which I saw it. It is, it's very entertaining. Obviously it, it's, based on what happened uh, Mm -hmm. how faithful it is that's my only reason why i didn't really put it on the top movies of the year um but it definitely touches on what happened with uh megan kelly and gretchen carlson at fox news when roger ailes was the Mm -hmm. head of the network and Margot Robbie is is also in it. She and she plays the fictional character, which I don't know why they necessarily needed one. Again, I haven't really done much reading. I wanted to kind of go into it with, you know, not already yeah. kind of making my mind up. But it yeah. it's very well done. the The casting is so so good. And I have a couple of friends that work at Fox News, and I keep meaning to reach out, but I'm afraid to. <laughs> to ask all these kind of questions. Um, but, uh, cause I know they get bombarded left and right about it. Yeah. Uh, John Lithgow plays Roger Ailes. So good. He's so good. Um, Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly. Yeah. You, she looks, you will not I, recognize her. It's crazy. You the won't recognize her. Yeah. yeah. Nicole Kidman. Uh, I mean, Nicole Kidman's just, I mean, she's great. fantastic in everything she does. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon, is in it as well. She oh, plays that's right. She plays a friend to Margot Robbie's uh, character in this. Uh, also, look out for Allison Janney. Uh, our Connie Britton. Our Connie Britton is in it as He's well. In I didn't know that. Yeah, she plays Beth Ailes. Oh, so yeah, it it's fun. It is it, so like um, like. Vice last year, the Dick Cheney story, and mm-hmm. I, Tanya, this is kind mm-hmm. of in that kind of vein. Uh, okay. Yeah. So okay. obviously they are going after some of these people at Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you, you kind of have to take some of it with a grain of salt. But I mean, a lot of it is it's, it's, it's already well documented. Um, yeah. But the way, there's, the way they did the storytelling was through this fictional character. And I think Margaret Robbie is supposed to represent a couple different employees. They kind okay. of combined into one uh, without naming people. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I, it's fun. Um, yeah. It, it, 
I, I, I found it enjoyable and, and definitely worth the hour and 48 minutes. All right. Well, so, so, yep. So there are our top movies and a couple suggestions. Uh, and I will say that it is, what is today's the 26th. We're recording this. I haven't seen little women yet. It comes out, came out, but I'm going to see it before the end of the holiday or before the end of the year. I mean, so I'm almost certain I'm going to love this movie. So I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to put it in, in this list, even though I haven't seen it, but I'm probably going to love it. Just want to say that. What about Rise of Skywalker? Do you want to add that one? Too? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to add that one. <laughs> yeah, I would hold off. I'd hold off on any endorsement. Just hold off. Hold off on that. Yeah, that one I'm going to have to see to know if I like it or not. But I already know I'm going to like Little Women. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. That's it. Anyway. So. Okay. Well, so we are going to continue our best of 2019. Uh, listen to our next podcast, yeah. episode 178, as we take a look at the top TV series. That yes. And there's watch. a lot of those to discuss because I've watched a lot more TV. Um, so, yeah. So until next time, uh, remember you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook, A Gal and a Gay. We also have a, a website, a gal and a gay podcast.com. Um, let us know what your favorites of 2019 were. We'd love to hear them. So yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.